This is the EWN Podcast Network. Do you know how often identity theft occurs? Every two seconds, affecting even children. The great news is that you and your loved ones don't have to become the next victim. In the Cyber Mindful with Sandra podcast, we'll explore together simple practices that increase the cyber safety of you, your family, and your business. I'm your host, Sandra Esto, and I believe the key to protecting yourself from hackers, scammers, and cyber monsters is rooted in being fully present, both online and offline. This podcast is a conversation among friends. I'm delighted that you are choosing to take charge of your cyber safety because you deserve to have peace of mind online and protect what matters most to you. So let's do this together. Welcome to a new episode of Cyber Mindful with Sandra. I'm thrilled you're here. I'm thrilled you're listening to this to this podcast and that you are taking charge of your cyber safety. I, I know I say that over and over, but it's so important. And sometimes we just need that reinforcement. You know, yes, identity theft, cybercrime, and all these things that happen online can be very scary. But the the thing that you are here, that you're listening to this podcast can make a huge difference in your life and in the life of your family and your business too. Now, today's episode is, of course, our solo episodes, and I love these intimate conversations between you and me. And I want to talk about identity theft uh, in a more um, deeper level. And I want to start with a story, a story that it's in my in my book, in The Happily Ever Cyber book and how to protect yourself against hackers, scammers, and cyber monsters. And the book, besides my stories, also includes stories from six other amazing people that were so brave to share what happened to them. And this story is from Tim. And it says, the, the title of the story is Identity Theft Can Happen More Than Once. I'm in Oregon. And someone in Georgia used my name and social security number. But they used it to open up a gas account for their apartment. I don't know how they got my social security number. This person had moved to several different apartments in Georgia and used my name and social security number each time and never paid the bills. I will have never known about it if I not look at my credit report and saw all these charges since 2017. Those had made it into collections and then I had to contact them and dispute each one on the credit report. The collection agency still said, oh, this is you. I've never Step a foot in Georgia. I'm never even there. Now, I don't want to continue reading this story because I want you to read it in the book, but um, that 
intro of story is very common. And why, why it happens and how it happens. Identity theft comes in many different colors and in many different levels, I, I should say. So for team, of course, you know, the one that involves social security number, names, you know, sometimes your email address, your phone number, and many more personal information which means somebody else is trying to pretend to be you. And that's the essence of identity theft, someone uh, pretending to be you. If, if you remember the, um, the story, you remember the Little Red Riding Hood? And I love that story because that's one of the books that I created also for children. And in that story, I explained how an impersonator works. And if you remember the story, the wolf tries to impersonate his grandma. Remember? You have big eyes. Uh, I, mean, I, I don't, I mean, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I have to make that better. I, but I promise you I'll read you that one next time. But anyway, the, the wolf tries to impersonate grandma to eat caperucita or to eat Red Riding Hood. Um, and in, in the same case that this impersonator in Georgia you know, impersonated Tim to have gas and all the utility services. So he paid for it. And the person just pretending to be Tim wouldn't, wouldn't pay. Um, so that's what happened when identity theft knocks at your door. And it could be very scary. And there are so many different degrees of identity theft. And that's what I want to talk about today. Now, let me ask you before I go further, if have you ever lost your wallet? Or perhaps have you ever had someone that cloned your credit card and you have to get a new credit card because of, you know, someone doing a a, a, a charge in another country or perhaps in another state, and sometimes your bank cut those charges pretty, you know, pretty easy and pretty fast. Have you ever had that situation? Well, that's some sort of identity theft, and that is a financial type of identity theft. And like I said, I, there are many different ones, and we're just going to unveil a little bit about what each one means and how can you protect you, your family from identity theft? Because the reality is it can happen to anyone. If you listen to my first episode, you know what happened to me and how devastating identity theft was in my life and how it almost ruined my marriage, my career, and how it took a severe toll on my mental health and well-being. And because that's the reality, the reality is identity theft disrupt and it comes in a split second. It just can happen so easy and it can last many, many years, like in my case, six years. Now, why identity theft happens? Well, the simple thing is money. I mean, whether, you know, someone pretending it's a one-on-one -on -one operation when this particular individual decides to impersonate somebody else because they want to pay the bill and they want, they don't want to pay bills or they, you know, have uh, the ability to, to 
I would say not just the ability, the ability to to pretend be somebody else, but also the technical ability to be somebody else. But it also the um the face to 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 pretend to be somebody else and to take somebody else's life. And there have been many cases where just regular people, individuals, uh, pretending to be another person, pretending to be a child, pretending to be so you know uh, many 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 other people and and sometimes they have multiple identities like that's 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 shocking like you know they could be pretending to be 20 people 100 people thousands of people at once and now there is the also you know that's the one on one type of identity theft but there is also the business side of identity theft and and sometimes that is pretty scary because Criminals also can pretend to be you, cyber criminal organizations. And we talk about that in my episode about the cyber monsters. And if you miss that, go back and listen to that because learning who are the cyber monsters is the first step for us to start our journey and to to really start creating that awareness, that be aware. Remember that we talk about be intentional, be aware, be mindful, and be aware means you know to who are the cyber monsters and what they want, and you know more about cybercrime and all the things that happen because when you know, there is something you can do about. So going back to, you know, what, what is very scary if a cyber criminal pretends to be you or, or, a, or a criminal organization is using you because they can commit fraud big times, so whether it's claiming for your social security or um, not social security, claiming for your taxes or claiming for um, unemployment. And, and we can talk about, I mean, even pretending to be you in a criminal case and and giving your your driver license if they get arrested or giving that if they are in trouble so you get in trouble now that happens and that's very real and i'm not here to scare you this is not why i wanted this podcast because when you're scared the thing is you get paralyzed and you don't take action and really i want you to learn about what identity theft can 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 do you know, if, if it happens to you, but most importantly, that you and only you can do something before it happens. I mean, after the fact, it's painful and you don't want to be dealing with all of the, you know, steps and the plan and all the things that have to happen when that knocks your door. I mean, you can prevent it. And that's, that's why I created this podcast. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm invested with you in this journey. Because you can, you can prevent what happened to me or what happens to so many people. I mean, do you know that? Did you know that every two seconds there's a new victim of identity theft? Imagine that. Every two seconds. That means right now somebody's identity was stolen. I mean, that is outrageous that, that that can happen. And now let's talk about what are the different types of identity theft. We just said what identity theft is and what identity theft is, is when someone impersonates you, you know, without you knowing it and without, of course, your authorization and 
it's always for their gain, whether there is an individual behind that identity theft or a, a criminal organization behind that too. And there are different degrees, as I said before, you know, if you have experienced someone stealing your credit card information and your bank issuing a new credit card, that's just one form of identity theft that sometimes inconvenient, but the consequences are not as devastating as if someone, you know, pretends to be you and have criminal charge and then you get the police, to, you know, knocking at your door of the FBI because that person impersonated you in a in a in a crime or like me you know for 6 years someone pretending to be me or, or smuggling women you know that's that that those are higher levels of identity theft and you can prevent prevent all of all of them and um i know today i i am very aware, very intentional, very aware, and very mindful of what I do and where I put my information. I wasn't before. I was very distracted. And I got to tell you, that's one of the most, um, one of the most easy ways to get your identity stolen. Because when we don't pay attention and we give our information away or give our credit card or give our driver license or our passwords and we don't really see what the person behind the counter is doing. That is when things could go crazy um, bad. And I'll talk about at the end of the show a simple way that you can implement right away. I mean, when I learned this, oh my gosh. It changed everything in the way that I register in a hotel or in the way that I pay when I'm in a in a in a retail store. But I'll tell you about that in a in a minute. Let's talk about what are the types of ID theft. So number one is the financial ID theft. And this one, of course, like I said before, it's when someone steals your credit card, but it goes beyond that. It's someone making maybe a loan or or requesting credit cards or requesting a mortgage or buying a car with your information. So if someone got access to your social security number, your name, your address, that can be very dangerous, my friend. And, you know, financial identity theft can be devastating and it can ruin your credit. I mean, that's the thing. Imagine how how many years took you to get your credit to to have you know a, a credit where you can you can buy your house you can buy your your car and and then someone comes along and just destroy that and I I know I have worked with people in, in that I have helped and that I I I was with them in the journey of years, like even two, three years for them to recover and to get their credit scores back to normal. I mean, there was one case that they were so low, like she was unable to get anything, anything, any kind of credit because these impersonators and these, you know, scammers and cyber monsters did 
everything. You know, they bought a house, they bought a car, they, you know, they, they, they put her into so much financial trouble that to clean that up, it took a fortune, you know, for her to do that. That didn't even, she didn't even have that money, but she had to, to figure a way to, to clean her name and it, and it was very painful. So financial, definitely very, very serious type of identity theft. And another type of identity theft that is very common, and sometimes we don't talk about that one, is medical. Okay, imagine thinking you have an insurance, right? You you have medical insurance or maybe Medicare or, or any other any other type of uh, insurance, and you get to go to your you know annual appointment, and you find out that somebody already did your mammogram or your annual test. You know those usually are covered by the insurance. That somebody else pretended to be you, or that somebody was using your insurance to pay for their, you know, prescriptions, and that happens very often. But again, we 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 realize that happens sadly by the time that it gets to collections, and now you get harassed because you're not paying the bills, and that that can happen. So, you know, health type of identity theft, very serious and very common in, in, in this, in this, um, in this time. And with the pandemic even was worse because so many people, um, got, you know, the, the, the fraud to, you know, through the pandemic as 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 there was no way to go in person to any any of the locations where you usually go and um for your medical care so because everything was remote it was easier for these cyber monsters to to steal people's insurance information and claim um there was a case where i, I was just recent recently reading just happened in, you know in the last couple of weeks a woman that pretended to have cancer and she actually pretended to have cancer found bills that can could support you know her claims and she even did a, a go fund me campaign, you know, those campaigns where you raise money and people help you because of course you are in, in, in a, in a stressful situation. So she, she did that and she collected a lot of money from people, but she also scammed the, the insurance company. And, and anyway, that, that could happen. Now that is an example where it's an individual doing it versus an organized crime organization where they are looking for many different people with Medicare or with insurance and they now go and do it as a as a business and to still, you know, at, at a bigger scale, put it that way. Now, another type of identity theft that we don't also don't talk about is 
with deceased loved ones. And I know I, you know, when I, when I heard about this one, it was so sad. You know, my, my mother-in-law passed away last year. Of course, she, she didn't live in the United States. She was in, back in South America. So it's different, but I could, I could, I could, I could feel, I mean, the pain and, and I miss her so much every single day. Um, she was, you know, one of my biggest cheerleaders and, you know, she loved me so much and, I know she's watching me and she's enjoying the show wherever she is in, in, um, anyway, I know, I know she is. So, but, but I can imagine, you know, when you go through the pain of losing a loved one and then there's also this part of someone stealing their identity, that's so painful and it happens every day. And if you are here in the United States and you have someone that you have lost, my sympathies go with you, of course, because I have I know that pain and it's hard to 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 miss our loved ones. And and I I am you know my faith and my belief helps me to cope with with that because my mother-in-law was like my second mother and. And she loves me so much, and I I know one day we'll we'll be together again. But <clears throat> when you go through that, if you live in the U.S., just have someone to take care of, making sure their accounts, making sure their social security number, their, their tax information, everything is being closed, because many many people are abusing the identities of deceased and about a million and a half cases every single year of identity theft just from disease can happen and you know children it's it's one that 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 can happen to you know children that sadly you know passed away and their identities are used by these criminals and because you know they have never had a credit card they had never you know have a credit history that makes things so much easier for for cyber criminals to abuse this. So, again, if you have lost a loved one, I encourage you to check out if their accounts are still open, and if they are, just close them. So, contact the credit bureaus and contact the Social Security Administration and and the IRS, and make sure that you provide the death that certificate and just close those accounts and prevent that somebody uses your loved one for their criminal gain. Now, an, another type of you know, identity theft is criminal identity theft. And I mentioned that this one briefly at the beginning, and it's when someone gives your information I imagine they they still you know you lo you lose your wallet like it happened to a woman recently too and she lost it in a bar and she lost her wallet she didn't think it was a big deal she um, of course contacted her credit cards and her bank and she they they issue new new ones and she reported to the police but a month later now people are doing all kinds of things on her behalf because they they have her social security you know her um driver license all her credit cards everything that she has in that wallet and 
with that, it almost ruined her life. You know, not only the financial part, but also the mental health. I mean, when somebody is impersonating you, it's painful because it's, you're watching somebody taking over your life. And that I, I know that feeling of feeling powerless, frustrated, and, and, and afraid. And because of I know that feeling, that's not a feeling you want in your life. And I want you to be protected. I want you to not experience that. So, you know, criminal identity theft means somebody stole your driver license, somebody stole your information, and now they could use it to bail someone. They could use it to pretend, you know, that you are the criminal doing whatever transaction they want you to do and 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 yeah so that can happen now the last type of identity theft i want to talk about is social media we don't talk about this one much either but imagine i mean you have something so precious you have friends in social media you have people that know you and when you get impersonated online what these people do is they get to scam, they get to affect your loved ones and all the people that you have in your social media. And sometimes we, we think, oh, that's just Facebook or it's just Instagram or it's just, you know, my my TikTok account or, you know, whatever social media you use. If, if I, I don't use TikTok particularly, and there are so many reasons for that. And I will have an episode just about that because um, anyway, I, I just, you, you need to be aware of the things and you make, you need to make your own decisions, but you know, any social media platform that you use, it has precious information about you. It has pictures about you. It has, like I said, your friends. And if you have a business, even more, because you may have a business page and you have information there that can compromise your customers, that can compromise even your employees, if, depending on you know the type of business that you have. So when someone impersonates you, when someone steals your identity from a social media account, and pretends to be you, they can affect all of them. And I mean, if when that happens, I just cannot trust. I don't know. I feel like, you know, one of my friends, it's being hacked. It's hard for me to share more information because I never know, did they really get rid of that criminal that stole their identity? Did they really took the care? Because there are many things. When someone steals your identity, it's not just about creating a new account or deleting or just putting a password. I mean, that means someone is in your house. And if you don't clean your house thrilly and deeply, that cyber criminal could be there, dormant, waiting to, you know, strike again whenever you are not expecting it. So when someone's social media is hacked, that means that person could have now access to that computer and that more things could happen in the future. So if so that that is why I say it's so important for us to to take care of social media and making sure that 
for the sake of our friends and for the sake of the people that we care that is connected with us in, in social media, that we have that responsibility to protect our accounts. And there are many things that you can do. I mean, absolutely. If, if I give you one advice right away for social media is having a, a strong password, but but also the most important part is having two-factor authentication enabled. And we'll talk about what two-factor authentication is in detail in another episode. I promise I'll do that. But you could do that right now. It's where you have an extra code or an extra way to verify that is your account. And if you go to any of the social media platforms to the security side, it will tell you, do you want to enable multi-authentication or two-factor authentication or or extra authentication. I mean, it will be 2FA, you know, it, it will say something like that. And I would just encourage you to do that because if you don't, somebody else will do it. And when that happens, you won't be able to get access to that account. And so that's why it's so important, social security protection, um, to your accounts. And there are many more things that you could do that definitely will move the needle. And it's just, we have a limited time here in the podcast. So, um, I encourage you to, to continue learning. I have a lot of research and resources for you. You can visit my website at sandraestook.com and you can get more details. I mean, I'm, I'm writing my blog every week and there are articles about things that you can simply do right now so you can protect your information. Now, what, what is one thing that I, and I, uh, be, before I move forward with, um, with the types of identity theft, I, I want to say that, you know, sometimes we think it, identity theft cannot happen to to us because we're not rich, we're not famous, or we're not, we don't have a business that's making millions. And more like that is not thinking that children can be victims of identity theft. And I, I know I talk about disease and family members, but it also can happen with your children today, you know, your teenagers that are here. And it's so important to know about that because why? Is a child identity attracted to cyber monsters? Because it could remain on check until they become an adult. And it's a clean, 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 clean credit history. You think about that. You know, your child has a social security number. It's never been used. It's never been... Um, yeah, it's never been used. That that's pretty much, and because of that, it's attractive. And there is one last type of cybercrime that I want to talk about. It's called synthetic identity theft. Okay, um, type, and what it means is this is actually targeting children mostly. And what it means is they take the social security number of a child, and they combine that with AI with artificial intelligence and they create a, a persona. And if you remember, if you haven't watched this episode or listened to this epi episode that I did with Carrie Tom Tomlinson, we talk about deep fakes and how people could create these characters 
with a computer and pretend to be somebody else. Now, put on top of that, they use that social security number. And for years, they can be a person pretending to, you know, so real. And they have social media followers and they, they exist everywhere. And, and it's scary. But there are things that you could do to get to know how these deep fake or, or these accounts you can there, there's so much that you can learn how to recognize and just not even engage in these type of accounts and I, you know I'm, I can teach you exactly the simple things that you need to know so they they don't happen to you and you don't invite these criminals into your you know whether it's your social media or into your world whether through your email or, or other ways that they can get in. Um, so yes, I, I, you know, we can definitely work on that. But this type of synthetic identity theft is one of the latest threats and it is affecting children. And last in the last couple of years, over a million and a half children identities have been affected. So if you look at that, I mean, think about that, how many children's identities. And we um we we're not going to talk about this today but if when you when you hear in the news like a data breach happened or a school got hacked or some you know someone got a lot of data you know about you and me that is also another way where definitely identity theft can can affect you so it's not even you that have to you know to to be distracted that that is one way but it could also be you know that another organization an employee gets distracted and now you are the victim and now you have to pay the consequences of, of that person being distracted at their job or that organization you know not not encouraging employees to be intentional to be aware and to be mindful and prevent that identity theft and other cyber crimes can happen affecting you and me. Yeah, that's 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 the reality. Now, what can we do? Like there is one if I were to give you one simple action after after this. I'm going to give you two. One is super, well, both are simple, but one can you you can implement immediately. Like right now, if you go to a store or if you are traveling and you are registering in a hotel. You know, what I do is I, when I, when you get to the, to the counter, right. And someone asks for your ID and your credit card. I never give both documents at the same time. In fact, what I do is I hold onto my ID. Like I only show my ID. I never let somebody else to grab my driver license. Because, you know, anyone can take a picture in a, in a split second. And anyone, you know, really fast could, with your credit card and your driver license can do real damage. So I try not to, to give both documents as much as I can. Even if I am in a doctor's office, I show my ID and I show it to them and I'm like, what else do you need? And sometimes it happens like the person is trying to get my ID and she's 
pushing, <laughs> she's pulling my ID and I'm like holding my grip. So, you know, I keep my ID in my hands at all times. So something you can implement right now is super simple. It's just remember that next time you have to give your, your credit card an ID, just hold on to your driver license or your passport or whatever your form of ID is. And then number two is freezing your credit score. Freezing your credit score means that you need to go to the three, if you are in the United States, the three business bureaus, it's credit um, experience, TransUnion, and Equifax. And you have to go to each of the websites individually and you have to place a freeze. And what that does is it locks down your credit. So somebody, your credit report or your, you know, the ability for someone to run your credit. And that means they cannot open a bank account or they cannot open uh, a utility account or they cannot open a um, buy a new phone, you know, using your information or buy a car or get a mortgage, a line of credit. I mean, all the, the financial type of identity theft that I mentioned, you cannot do that. And even the, you know, with, with the medical too, because when you have your, your credit freeze, sometimes that is another way where, um, if they if they get access to to your information, if they get access to that social security number, they might go and they might change your address and they might change your information. So you know, placing a a, a freeze can help protect your account, and placing a, a freeze also if you have been a victim, you can besides the freeze, you can you can create an alert, and there are the two options are in each of the websites. An alert means that if anyone is trying to do something like changing your address or doing something with your, your with your with each of the credit bureaus, they have to contact you and and only you can authorize that transaction. And a credit freeze, it's something so simple because once you do it, it takes probably 10, 15 minutes to set up each of them. Um, so 15 minutes in total. And I really encourage you to do this for your children, especially because they don't need to have their credits open. I mean, you're not buying a house on your kid's name or you're not opening a bank account. So why leaving your child's credit history open to cyber criminals? I mean, simple, don't do it. So freeze that and like I said, just do it with each of the credit bureaus that there is a section for, if you're a parent you, that you can do that for your child and do it for yourself too. Now, it won't affect your credit score. It does not affect anything. It's a, it's a free service that these companies are obligated to provide. And the other good thing is that you can unfreeze it anytime. Like, you know, we bought a house recently and we just asked the the person that is, it was running the mortgage we said okay we are going to open the credit today and you have to run your report and it will be locked 
by tomorrow. So that way also I'm in charge of who runs my credit report and who is in there. And I love to have that and to be empowered and to, to be in charge of my financial information. So highly encourage you to, to do that. And I believe that this is how we can really take charge of our cyber safety. And I always say, you know, live happily ever cyber. So and that's all for today. I can not wait to, you know, to be with you next week and enjoy our time together again. And remember just be intentional, be aware, be mindful online. And as a recap, your two actions. Number one, when you give your user ID and your um, your driver license or use or ID <laughs> form of ID passport, whatever that is for you with your credit card, never give them together to the clerk or to the person asking for always hold on onto your ID. And then number two, do the freeze of your credit, you know, for, for your children, for your teenagers, for yourself. And if you have someone in your life that transition, I encourage you to also check out that they have been properly closed those accounts so somebody doesn't impersonate them and use their name for criminal activities. That's all for today. So I'll see you next week. And with this, just let's leave happily ever cyber. Bye for now. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful for you today. So if you enjoyed this episode, please tag me in social media at way to protect Again, it's way number two, protect. And let me know if this episode has helped you. I would love to hear from you. And if you like to know more about me, check out my resources at my website, sandraestock.com. And remember, be intentional, be aware, and be mindful. Be I am. Be I am now. <laughs>